1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
2: This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's start with some of these game sixes and the association. Starting with the Knicks and the Heat. And the X Factor in this one, like I said is what do we expect from this Knicks team that's been very up and down? Some nights, it looks like they're playing with all of the effort. They're getting all of the loose balls. They're rebounding. They're doing all of the fundamental things right. And then the next night, the effort just doesn't seem to be there, and the Heat are beating them at their own game. We know the Knicks won the last game, so maybe that's not the best argument to make because they are coming off a win. But still, Miami leads the series three games to two. And so now the Knicks are teetering on the brink of elimination and they're heading to Miami where Miami four and a half point favorites. I think this line's already moved to five and a half. So I think that's another question is, do you think Miami wins and covers this number? We've got a, to- a total of 208 and a half, which we know that this has been a low scoring series, but still this is an incredibly low number. You kind of need one of these teams to lay an absolute egg in order for this under to hit. Uh, so I think one of the storylines here is what do we expect from the Heat? Do we think it's a statement game? Do we think Jimmy Butler has a huge one? Let's bring in our executive producer, Bill Roland, a basketball guy, the voice of uh, George Mason when it comes to college basketball. So he knows his stuff. So Bill, do you think the top storyline here is the Knicks? And if the effort's going to be there, or do you think the top storyline is what do we expect from the closer himself, Jimmy Butler?
1: this game when when you look at it it, it's got to be can the Knicks have their guys play 45 46 48 minutes like we saw in game five to get them to a game six and if they can't rely on their stars because they're not deep enough to go to their bench I think it's a problem on the road they haven't had a lot of rest so to me it's going to be can the Knicks do enough so that they can give guys rest during the game and then finish out in the fourth quarter Or are all these guys going to have to play all these top minutes because they just can't pull away or get enough space, get enough breathing room to even give them two, three minutes on the bench so they can close out the fourth quarter? We know Jimmy Butler is going to play 40-plus minutes. It's just a matter of do the Knicks stars have to play, again, 48 like we saw two of them do in game five.
2: Yeah, the Tom Thibodeau special, uh, as some people call it, Uh, because we saw that from Jalen Brunson. And I will say this. The effort's always been there from Jalen Brunson. He was fantastic in this last game for the Knicks, and I think that's one of the big reasons why they won that game. But still, he played every single minute of that game. I'm not sure if that's super sustainable. Like, at some point, you're going to run out of gas, especially against a Heat team that has one of the best closers in the entire game. So I'm kind of torn because I think – I do think the Heat win this game, but as this line continues to jump, and it's five and a half now, and you're looking at a total of 208 and a half, I think maybe the number comes into the fold. But also, we've seen this from teams in elimination games. If they're down, sometimes they just give up. Do you think that's going to be an issue here for the Knicks, or do you think this one's going to be close to the final seconds?
1: I mean, we saw it, what, last night with Philadelphia when they Mm -hmm. were in the fourth quarter and kind of gave it away late and gave up the last couple minutes. And the Celtics end up covering pretty comfortably in that game. Look, I I think Miami wins this game. I I think that they're the better team, which is odd to say because they're the eight seed. But they've been playing better in this series short of a game here or there. I think the Knicks have done pretty much everything they can to stay in this series and we saw that again with with Brunson and R.J. Barrett and all these guys playing so well that they didn't gain five. So I like Miami. I actually even like maybe the over in this one, 208. I think Miami can get themselves to at least 105, 106. I think the Knicks will be right there as well. So I think I like Miami. Giving the points, I also like the over in this, which is probably counterintuitive to everything that everybody thinks about this series, but when you get into a game six like this, an elimination game, I feel like there's going to be desperate times. I feel like the Knicks may be near the end, and it may be free throws that get you to that over, but I like Miami to win this one. Again, they've got the best player on the floor and Jimmy Butler. Sometimes that's as easy as the handicap is. you got the best player, you go with that team.
2: Also, I think they have the best coach. Tom Thibodeau deserves some flowers, but they also showed this graphic, I think, uh, the last time uh, or last game where he was like 2-8 and eight in his last 10 postseason. Um, it was some kind of graphic about you know him kind of struggling in the postseason to coach up his players. So I think Coach, Spost- uh, coach uh, Spolstra is probably the better coach here, and I think we know that based on his track record and also the fact that he has gotten his team the heat This far, I think for the Knicks, they've had a good run, but it feels like their ceiling is a bit lower because they got to this point by hustle by rebounding by diving for those loose balls. But the offense just doesn't seem to have that top gear that we see for the rest of these teams. I think you probably say the same thing for the heat, but I'll say this about the heat. Even when they're down, they have proven that they are very good. At coming back and they can hit some good threes and uh, make some runs late in games to where they feel like they're never out of it doesn't feel the same with the Knicks if the Knicks are down it feels like they're most certainly out of it because they're not a good shooting team and I see that Jenks has tapped back in so Jenks we're talking about Heat Knicks and some mm-hmm. of the factors going into this one and so far we have decided that we do like the Heat we're yes. a little unsure about covering because it is a five and a half point spread but What we've seen from some of these teams in elimination games is sometimes they just give up in the final two minutes. And it's the difference between them covering and them not covering. So, uh, number one, do you like the heat in this game? And number two, do you think five and a half is a bettable number for the heat to cover?
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice...
0: It's only moved a point. I I think the Heat are going to roll in this game, honestly. My my handicap for this one, or at least part of the handicap, is that the same thing that happened to the Suns last night, I think could happen to the Knicks. Because remember, in the previous game, Jalen Brunson, Quentin Grimes, each played 48 minutes. They have to be spent. And I understand that Quentin Grimes isn't – isn't one of their big dogs, isn't one of their big names, but he's still an important part of that Knicks team. These guys are going to be absolutely spent. And so you're going to have to go down to Miami. And also I think the trends of your friend here, which if you look at Miami in their last four games coming off on against the spread loss, they're four and against the number. I just like the heat at home. I heard you mention that they have a coaching advantage with coach Spoh and and I think they do, which is saying something because Tibbs is no joke. With Jimmy Butler on the court and the Knicks worn out, I love the Heat.
2: Yeah, I like the Heat as well. Um, like I said, the only worry is the five and a half, just because it is a very low total at 208 and a half. But still, mm-hmm. I do think that this is a coverable number for a Heat team that seems to be playing with way more urgency than this Knicks team. I think Jalen Brunson probably has another big night when we're looking at mm-hmm. props or other ways to play this one because he is somebody who has proven that He's going to be the guy taking the shots late in the game, and he's going to be the guy that seems to be the only dependable source of offense. Like, what are you going to yeah. get more points from Mitchell Robinson when they're fouling <laughs> him down the stretch? Because right. we know he's a bad free throw shooter. So, Jenks, are there any other ways to bet this game that you think are relevant here before we move on?
0: Ooh, I don't know. This game, I honestly, for me, I don't want to take a shot at the total. I think totals are so difficult, at least for me personally. Every now and then in the NBA, I'll throw a little scratch down on a total. But but I just love the Heat. I, I absolutely love the Heat, and I don't know at what point this number is too big. It's only moved a point. I know it's five and a half points, but it's only gone from four and a half to five. So it's not like this is a monster movement. It's just a point in the Heat's direction. I just love the Heat. And I I, I think the the Knicks are going to be outclassed here. And I also think the Heat are getting contributions from guys that we didn't anticipate because of their injuries. And even Jimmy, here's the thing, even Jimmy Butler said it after game five where it wasn't the offense. It was just little things that they can tweak moving forward. So it's not like this is a cold shooting team. It's not like this is a team that doesn't have guys who have stepped up. They have. They just didn't get it done. And we're very close. Remember, they pulled within two points of the Knicks at the Garden. So they could have very easily won that game. Back in Miami tonight, I love the Heat.
2: Same. So I'll lay the points with the Miami Heat tonight. And let's send the the Knicks home Packing. All right, let's go to the West Coast where you have Lakers and Warriors squaring off in another elimination game. It's the Lakers that lead the series three games to two, and they're laying two and a half points at home tonight with a total of 223 and a half. Jenks, is this the last we see of Golden State this year?
0: I'm going to go with the old gut play here, Chelsea. The old belly play. I got something in my belly that tells me the Warriors are going to win this thing. Here's what I'm trying to figure out with the Lakers. Are they playing possum right now? Like, are they leaning into this whole, oh, we're so banged up? Anthony Davis was taken off the floor in game five on a wheelchair. On a wheelchair. I'm not making fun of anybody if you're in a wheelchair. I'm saying he was fine. He got bonked on the head. He's not questionable. He's not doubtful. He's not probable. He's going to play. So Anthony Davis is wheeled off on a wheelchair after a bonk to the head. LeBron James is limping around like he turned his knee or turned his ankle. Are they really banged up? Because they have been banged up before. That was a huge problem for the Lakers during the regular season, which we know. Or are they just playing into this and leaning into this and saying, look how how injured we are. Look how old we are. And they come out and ball. I, I tend to think that maybe, My gut is that Steve Kerr found something getting more of the balance that he wanted in Game 5 or Andrew Wiggins. Wiggs was great. Draymond had a double-double. And Klay Thompson didn't do anything. So Klay Thompson can contribute as well. Then I sort of like the Warriors to force a Game 7. Am I off here?
2: I don't think so. This one has put me in a mental pretzel because there are so many (laughs) things that are tugging at uh, my thoughts here. Number one, which is probably the stupidest thought, was – conspiracy theory does the nba oh. want this series to be over no they don't this is oh. Steph versus lebron they want this series to go as long as humanly possible i do think the lakers are the better squad here but still you look at that last game for the warriors and they still had some meat left on the bone i think when it comes to potential you talked about clay thompson he's been terrible in the mm-hmm. last two games if they get something out of him And then also look at last game for Steph Curry. Wasn't even a good shooting night for Steph. If you look at the efficiency, it was not a game where he hit many threes. And also we know he's a good shooter. Eventually he's going to find it. And the rotations have seemed to be better and working a little bit more efficiently for the golden state warriors. So maybe Steve Kerr has found something with the rotation. He's tried about a million of them this postseason. Maybe he is finally onto something. And plus the biggest X factor of them all what will we see from alternate day Anthony Davis? Do we get the big, uh, the good Anthony Davis who's clogging the lane defensively, cannot be stopped? Or do we get the one that completely does not show up? Because if that's the case, I definitely think it's the Warriors that end up winning that game. For more, listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM, weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.